Welcome to RPG Cast episode 425 for the week of May 13, 2017. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with my cat Simon. See, he's right here on the desk. If you're watching this live at RP, uh, twitch.tv slash rpgamer or rpgamer.com slash live, I think that works too, but just go to the Twitch page because, yeah, I mean, really. I, it's like no one's in the chat room anymore, so there's no reason for it. So the Twitch chat is what we look at now. Um, that's what happens when you switch to Slack. You kill your uh, custom 1990s IRC channels. Um, it's okay. It needed to die. Hey, Anna Marie Privetier is here with me too. Hello. She is my better half. Much, much better. Um, also joining us, uh, Kelly Ryan. I am also here with my black cat on my desk. Aww. Our black cats are synced. Yes. Wait, no, don't leave, Simon. <laughs> You're ruining the moment. Joining us from England, probably without a black cat, Alice Wilkinson. Well, yeah, unfortunately, the family black cat passed away about a year ago. Oh, get a new one. I, I can't afford a cat. Not in my place. All right. Cats are... Chris, Chris, I have I have very important news for you. About my cat? Cats are expensive. No. <laughs> Only if they get sick. They're fine if they don't get sick. <laughs> They're still expensive. They're just less. Yeah, expensive. just not expensive. Yeah, just, they're just not general, sick. just general, general maintenance for cats can be quite well, expensive. If you got a cat that just eats dry food and like doesn't have any special needs, that thing ain't that expensive. Litter and food still add up fairly quickly, Chris. Now, if you got a cat who needs chemo every day, <sighs> every other day, that's an expensive cat. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I gotta Hi, say, expensive cat. How are you? at least the steroids are cheap. Cheaper. Yeah. Much cheaper. Yeah, you I, uh, want your cat to be on steroids, not chemo. What's up, Kelly? I miss my geriatric cat. I don't miss his vet bills at yeah. all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes you wonder, like, is this animal worth it? And then he's so cuddly oh. and soft. And you're like, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course they're worth it. They're always worth it. Yeah. <sighs> Cats. The only things that can afford to get health care in this country. All right, so... Um. Hey-o. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Let's see. Apparently we've turned into political cast. So maybe we should dive Politic right cats. into Politicats. Politicats, yes. Um, so hey Kelly. Yes. You have a new thing. I, I got a new thing. What'd you get? What'd you get? My husband surprised me with a switch for my birthday. Whoa, Happy Kelly. birthday! Kelly got a switch. Happy birthday. <laughs> well, why why are you guys getting so excited it was a birthday spanking you know a switch now you yeah oh no oh oh <laughs> did dear. you have to choose your own switch <laughs> so okay are you gonna replay zelda now how's this work yes <laughs> oh really <laughs> well okay so well, what else so are you gonna do mario kart was, he he wanted to get himself a switch because he wanted to play zelda in bed and he just happened. Well, Walmart sent him a thing. Or I'm, let me back this up. He was on a website that showed what stock was available in my town, and Walmart had an alert. Mm-hmm. And he got himself his, and he ended up surprising me with one too. And wait, wait, both, you both got you, switches? You have two switches? Yes. A pair of switches? That's yeah. too much switches. 
So um, th- they were in a bundle where you had to pick like the Switch and a game and an accessory. Of course. So he is silly got me a copy too. of Breath of the Wild, and then he got us both uh, the Pro Controllers. Yeah. For some, for some ungodly reason, the Pro Controllers like didn't ship out at all. Oh. So he ended up canceling those. Okay. Weird. But you want those? They're good. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna hold off because I haven't really been playing it in uh, on TV mode yet. But oh, okay. I'm getting ahead of myself. All right. So th- my birthday was Thursday, but the switches were delivered on Wednesday. For some reason, his copy of Breath of the Wild came and mine didn't. What? <laughs> oh, Kelly, Kelly, here's so- what you do. You take his copy and you lick it, and then it's your copy. <laughs> See, we was gonna do that, but we was waiting till both of our copies of Breath of the Wild got here. So, what, what I ended up doing to kind of pass the time was downloading uh, Poyo Pop. Okay, I was I was to play so that I I, have... What I was doing to pass the time was just sitting there licking his cartridge, waiting, <laughs> yeah. waiting for my other job. Like this hurts me more, but I, I that... it's the only way I can experience Zelda. That could be interpreted so dirty. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. No, no, that's, let's, no. let's not. Mm-hmm. But I ended up um, picking up Poyo Pop to play for like the three days while I was waiting for my copy of Breath of the Wild to get here. And just playing Poyo Pop, that sold me on the system. Because it was so nice to, you know, on my breaks, work breaks and stuff, to just sit on the couch, play a couple of rounds of Poyo Pop, and then go back to work. Oh, see, I, I wouldn't be able to do the go back to work now, part. Now, just, just for a point of clarification, I assume you're referring to Puyo Puyo Tetris. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um sorry, I got ahead of myself. Um, I... I'm amazed at how well built that machine is because I, you know, I hadn't seen one at all up until this point, you know, I take it out of the box. It feels like it's a nice substantial system, you know, with a really solid screen. The joy cons don't feel cheap. The joy cons feel very solid. The screen itself feels amazing. And of course I've got a uh, tempered glass protector on it. So, yeah, I got one that of those, too. Helps. That's nice. That kind of helps with it. And, you know, sliding, I, I mean, I slide it in and out of the docking station at night, and I had to, did TV play a little bit just to kind of test it out. And I really want this system to take off. Well, good news. It's been taking off. Yeah, it's been doing oh, all right, God. yeah. In fact, we'll be talking I, I, about how well some of the games have been selling in our stories today. Oh, good. I, I mean... I want this to be the successor to the 3DS. If if the 3DS died tomorrow, Spoiler, and to... it is, but no <laughs> one wants to admit it. I mean, the the only gripe I really have about it, and this is going to sound like a stupid gripe, is the system is almost kind of too big to take with me. Because you know, I keep my 3DS in my pocket, and yeah, you're going to need a case. The... Is that yeah, your 3DS in your pocket, or are you just playing Zelda? Wait, what? I don't... What's going on? <laughs> don't laugh at that. I don't deserve a laugh. <laughs> no, like, I'm, I'm staying at my mom's house tonight because we're going to the zoo first thing in the morning. And you can bet I'm bringing, bringing the Switch with me to play Zelda while I'm 
at her house. Nice. So, yeah, and I, I got completely sucked into Zelda again. I I turned it on this morning just to make sure that it charged correctly. And I'm like, okay, I'll just do one more shrine and get ready for the morning. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'll do one more shrine. Just, just, oh, wait a minute, I did all the shrines. I can get off the plateau now. <laughs> You've already played this. I know. <laughs> you knew what was coming. I know. But, but the graphics on that screen are so awesome. And I, I think part of it is because I've been playing my um, E5 on my PSP, mm-hmm. and the, the difference in the resolution is like night and day. I'm just blown away that that... I, I don't know how big that screen is, like a four or five inch screen. I don't know. The point is that I am blown away that that tiny little screen can pack so much graphics into it. I may need to go break. I don't know. Am I, am I easily amused or... No, we're just distracted by our cats fighting each other oh. in our office. So uh, <laughs> Simon was at the vet yesterday, which means Sophie is angry at him. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I agree with you. It looks nice, especially Zelda on there. Zelda, that's the best version of Zelda is portable mode on the Switch. Go figure. Oh, yes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's a good pickup. I mean, I am even tempted to, put, to spend $60 on Disgaea 5 again, and I haven't even beaten the PS4 version. We have it pre-ordered. <laughs> I don't know. I've, I'm, I've I'm only gonna... played an hour of the PS4 version. <laughs> I haven't played it at all. Yeah. Well, you're not going to play Disgaea 5. What are I'm, you talking about? I'm not? I don't know. You haven't played Disgaea 2. Um, I did. For like I, an hour. Yeah. I mean, I haven't yeah. played 3, 4, 5. Yeah. I, I played one. I you haven't played one. 3, 4, or DS2. Yeah. I haven't played DS2 either. But I mean, I have three on my list of Vita games that I want to play this year. I mean, I could make that my next game and then go straight into 5. Okay. You go for it. But we'll see. May mm-hmm. is packed with so many releases. Mm-hmm. I don't know what Yeah, we'll get to that later. Yeah, yeah um, I'm, I think what I'm going to end up doing is seeing how addicted I get to Fire Emblem Echoes because uh, Mark also pre-ordered that for me for my birthday, too. So that might be my portable game for a while. And then I'll see where I'm at afterwards. But... God, I love that switch. I, I'm so. I'm. I, my original plan was to wait until Christmas, or wait until closer to Christmas to see if more stuff came out for it. And yeah, I'm playing Zelda again, but that game makes me want more on that system. That's an awesome little system. Sweet. It is. I like it. I finally got my uh contr- my left Joy-Con back from Nintendo. Um, I didn't really send it in until like. A week and a half ago, so I, I wasn't waiting that long, but uh, it did take a week to turn around, um, which was disappointing. But actually, it took over a week, just a little over. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a Joy-Con. It's still Joy-Con. I assume it has a piece of conductive foam in there now. I didn't want to open it up to look, but uh, I haven't put it through the paces to make sure it's actually fixed. But I'm just glad to have it back, so I can play Zelda portably again. Yay. <laughs> I might need to pop mine into TV mode and play for a little bit just to make sure that my left Joy-Con isn't messed up or I don't know maybe with this. Okay, they they fix that really fast. Okay, I wasn't sure. 
Hmm. Well, who's next, Anna? What are um, we doing? Oh, Kelly's got to tell us about eases. Yes. Yeah, I I finished ease for a little slightly begrudgingly because I could play that game till the end of time because there's so much to do and explore in that game. But eventually, I was like, okay, I. I Better put this to bed because I know that Fire Emblem Echoes is going to be out soonish. So I finished that one. I started Yeast Five. I'm playing a fan translation of that on my PSP. Mm. Um, I can tell why Yeast Five was kind of the black sheep of the Yeast family because this one is a little bit clunky compared to the other ones. Mm. Um, Aeon Genesis did the fan translation for this, so the story and stuff has been excellent, but Adol kind of has a slight delay when he's swinging his sword in this one, and the controls and stuff are kind of clunky, kind of like how Secret of Mana is. So, I mean, it's it's an okay game, but I really hope that Falcom remakes this this one at some point, too, and brings it out in English. Excuse me. No, that's that. Someone is uh, trying to talk us into becoming an affiliate. <laughs> hey, Alice, what have you been playing this week? What would you want me to talk about first? Uh, robots. I haven't played any robots this week. You know... <sighs> Well, actually, unless you count the robots in Fancy Star Online 2, but, you know. Sure. Start with that. I'll take what go, I Chris. can get. <laughs> well, there is basically the... the um, this, uh, Fancy Star Online 2 does have a... Uh, they're like a, just sort of a more of a, like a boardable vehicle that appear in a couple of uh, quests. So not exactly a major focus of the game, but... Uh, Whenever, when you take on the um, the Phantom Yamato, I know I think I mentioned the Yamato battle previously. Yes. Um, the latter half of that one is an entirely uh, mech-based fight. Uh, they have actually announced um, a partnership with um, plastic model kit company Kotobukiya to do a uh, official model kit. Hey, Anna, we're in, we went to the uh, fake version of Kotobukiya in Persona 5, remember? We did? Yeah, that was the... the... The Geek Store in Akihabara. Ah, okay. Remember I showed you the logo and it was the same thing, just a different color? <laughs> was that the potato one? No. Okay. It was down the street from the potato one. Oh, okay. Sorry. They they have a fake Kotobukiya store in... Um, I, in I went to the real one last year. I know. I've been to the real one too. So many Kirby's. Right. Is that the one where you buy the Punch-Out clone? Hmm. Oh. It might be. They they cycle their uh, they cycle their um, inventory quite a lot. In the game, you buy a model kit that you can then give to Makoto. Oh, I see. Yeah. I uh, the thing I bought there was was actually for a friend of mine. Uh, we got this gigantic repeat plushie from uh, Tales of Vesperia. Mm. Interesting. I'm um, jealous. Yeah, he was he he was after that for quite some time. Uh, I was really surprised at how big it was. Is it like the size of a real dog? No, well, it's the size of a small dog. Not the size of repeating game, obviously. <laughs> I wouldn't be able to fit that in my suitcase. <laughs> I was about to ask about that. 
Hey, the, my strategy of bringing out an empty suitcase with me to Japan definitely paid off. That's what I that do. That thing was. That's what I do when we go to E3. Yeah, it uh, that was uh, it was full when I came back. Yeah, I bet. Chris wants so. to do Japan on like a backpack again, and I think he's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> if you intend if you're intending on spending any money at all there, don't. Hmm. I mean, see, you you brought back some things, right, Chris? But they were all yeah. like I had super... an extra suitcase that I brought with me so that I can fill it up with crap oh, for the trip back. So you did have a suitcase. Yeah, the suitcase in a suitcase thing. Okay. Yep, suitcase in a suitcase. That's how I did it. Yeah. Because I thought you that's just exactly had the carry-on. I, I thought you just had the backpack. Oh wait, no, I had a backpack and a carry-on, okay. and I tried to on the way out. I packed the backpack in the carry-on, and on the way back. Ah, uh, okay. So you had everything on oh, the plane. I, I took out an entire suitcase inside yeah, another suitcase. <laughs> that would have been smart, yeah, that's, but I couldn't do that for do reasons. That. I didn't. I had um, certain luggage restrictions throughout my travels that I I wanted to make sure I didn't have issues with, so I I scaled back. Um, yeah, so it's just the way my tours worked. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, I, I totally. Um, one of the things I would love to do, I think. Uh, well, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure. You could do it both ways. I want to just do a trip to Japan every six months. Is what I want to do. And then on one of the trips, I want to do just get a JR pass and just go wherever I feel like. You know, yeah, that's a good idea. And then another trip is like just all tours and like just tell me where I'm going today and I'll just go there and enjoy it and relax in the evenings and <laughs> life of luxury. Uh, sunrise tours. That's the way to go, um, assuming they're still around. <laughs> it was, it was run by the government, so I assume it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up that Rapide plush on eBay. That's going for like 170 bucks. So, oh yeah, um, and uh, Alice, we mm -hmm. we made the mistake of telling some of our friends that we were going to England for your wedding. And so oh. we have three people who have insisted that we pack them in our luggage. Oh my gosh! I just realized that, Alice, you got the the pipe smoking dog. Is that the uh, plush yes. you got? Yeah, that was the plush. You it got. has a pipe. Yeah, it does have a pipe. Cecilia Buzzin peep. That is awesome, Anna. We need one of these. It's only hundred and twenty-eight dollars if we get it off eBay and we win the auction. No. Oh wait, yeah, that's a crappy version. Was, we don't want that one. That's that's a crappy one. We want the good of, one. It was it was still pretty expensive when we bought it, but it was covered by a friend of mine who really wanted it. And since we were bringing it back with us, we kind of got around the whole shipping fees thing. And import. I need to play that game yeah. just because of the dog. <laughs> but um, uh, yeah, no, I, I think we lost the plot. But I, I might actually pick that. I might actually pick that model kit up. It looks pretty cool. Okay, someone's honking. Not. Somebody, uh, yeah, that was some. Somebody needs drugs. Up. Go, go We've got our weed. balcony. No. We've got our balcony door open. Oh, so really? Really? It's warming up here, surprisingly. Mm, yeah, it's hot yeah. in Europe in general right now. Like yeah. I've been talking with my European friends, and they're well, like, oh, we make all the pollution, then it goes over there and makes them hot. Yeah, that's how it works, right? What else yeah, have you been playing, yeah. Alice? Um, so this week is I meet on night shift again this week, and this week has kind of really been about uh playing games that were in David's game collection and not my game collection. Um, so I have put some, I put in uh, like 12 hours or something to uh, Football Manager 2017 for some reason. 
Now, don't ask me why. I, 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 uh, I don't know. I, no, we didn't ask. We didn't ask. Yeah. You're, you're very defensive about this, though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I just get, Do you I, feel it feels guilty like about it? <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of feels like I skipped, skipped out a few installments of it. I, I don't seem to remember playing it recently, so... Okay. Um, it's okay. But it turns out the 2017 has a um, uh, like a create your own club mode, where you can replace an existing club in any of the leagues that the game covers, ah. and then you can can like completely reconstruct the team based on the, the maximum budget that the club you replaced. So if you take one of the high budget clubs from say the English Premier League. You can then construct a team, and during the the, the 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 squad construction step, you can kind of just reallocate any player to the team, regardless of their contracts or affiliation with another squad or another team. So, if you want to throw in a couple of uh, the best players in the world, feel free. You can even create your own players as well. Right. So it's pretty cool. Sounds like a thing. Um, you didn't deliver so, any missiles. You didn't play with robots. Like, I don't know. I'm, well, the other me. one, the other made, the other major game I played is how many people are familiar with Player Unknown's Battlegrounds? Um, I've been watching giant bomb streams of that because it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, for those people un sort of unfamiliar, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds is like the latest release in a, a series of of mods. For other games, uh, Player Unknown is a standalone, but the now genre it's its started own game. as <laughs> yeah, the genre started as a mod for I think it was Armor Two, and then kind of went over to Armor Three when that came out. Um, basically, it's a battle royale style game in that uh, you join a group of somewhere between ninety and a hundred other people. You get dropped on a, an island with random loot, and it's last man standing. And, like, throughout the game, um, they have this mechanic where there's a circle that you all have to be in, and everyone outside the circle loses health, and over time yep. the circle shrinks, and that's yep. how they keep the game moving and get everything to a conclusion within a reasonable time limit. So Yeah, so it's, it, it, it's like, the, the, the longest that a game can go on is, like, I think it's about 20 minutes. So, 20, I mean, if minutes. two people colluded, I want to know how small the circle could get. The, the circle gets really, really small. Oh, okay. And in fact, the circle actually closes entirely. Oh, so then just whoever loses health first dies. All right. Yep. Okay. So, um, and yeah, the loot, the loot is randomly generated, um, always appears in uh, buildings. Um, but what you get, you, 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 know, you just have to pick up and work with what you get. Yeah, this is, uh, this is great. Like you're fallen out of a plane right Anna and you like oh I'm gonna see that house over there so I'm gonna try and fall onto that house and hope there's a gun inside and then I can shoot the other people who land nearby and do well and yeah a lot of the a lot of the strategy is because so the when the when the match starts you, you there is a plane ca carrying all 100 people that flies across the island in a random direction um, a lot of the early strategy is do you jump out in a in a busy area and then try and fight the loot on the ground or do you try and find a quieter area, like with hardly anything in it, and then just hope that the one thing that there does actually have a gun in it? Because it's very difficult to survive if you don't have a way of defending yourself. I've managed it once and punched a guy out for yes. it. Yes. 
So what's the highest number you've made it to? Three. Three. Oh, so close. David has successfully made it to one. Chicken he's, dinner. He's sing- <laughs> yep, he's won a single game. Excellent. Uh, we have also played some duo games as well, and I think three was the highest we came on that one as well. Um, that was, yeah, no, I, I honestly, before, um, I saw David play it, um, I didn't think I would like it. Mm-hmm. Like watching other people play it fine. You know, it, it looked pretty enjoyable and watching say, for example, four person teams, which is, I think the yeah. way a number of streamers have been doing it. I know giant bomb have been doing it that way. Yeah. Um, that looked, you know, there was, it was enough to kind of keep me interested. And then, uh, David picked it up. And then um, using the Steam family sharing thing, um, I I was able to try installing it and playing it myself. Um, and you know I dropped in. I played a couple of solo games, and I was like, you know what, this is there's there's a lot there's a a kind of a tactical depth. I don't think I was appreciating originally. Um, so there's a lot about how you pick your drop locations. Do you go for urban areas where you could get shot so you can risk high quality loot? Even just things like all uh, when the match starts, all of the buildings spawn with their doors closed. And it's amazing to me that uh, uh, like quite a bit of strategy just kind of revolves around is a door open? Yes, no. Because that mean, if it is, it means that someone might be inside and hasn't closed it. It's... And it, it, the the sound design means that you can hear people moving around on things like wooden floors on uh, uh, levels above or below where you are. So it can make certain situations really tense. Um, kind of gives me the kind of same PvP shakes that EVE Online did. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been enjoying it. I mean, I must have put in... Hang on, hang on, let's have a look at my Steam stats on it. Uh... I've already put in seven hours. So, and uh, yeah, so after I, I played it a little bit on David's account, um, he uh, bought it for me. Excellent. Because he saw I was enjoying it. So, Sounds like something that's really fun to watch. Yeah, I, mean, I, can, I think the reason why it's so popular, I mean, it's still in early access. Um, and I know they, I think they said they recently surpassed like three million sales or something. Um, yeah, was, they're doing all right. Yeah. Um, of all of the games that have, of all of the games that have followed this particular model, so this um, like battle royale style shoot, you know, first person shooter. I think the reason why this one has been most successful is this one has the best, is the best, has been the best in quotes mechanically. A lot of the other games have been either difficult to install, so uh, like the the original Armor Two mods. Or have had to work around limitations from those the games that they were modding, which kind of led to um, like games that controlled really badly or had some really janky shooting mechanics. Um, I think the reason why this one has taken off is it kind of it's the first one where the inventory control works. There aren't a significant number of like completely game shattering bugs. The shooting is responsive, um, and it. Generally, it's a lot, and the oh, and the matchmaking is is good. It actually has matchmaking. <laughs> a lot of these other games relied on like custom, you know, like uh, posted um, posted servers uh. and like people joining them. Uh, Player unknown just has a press play, and you get matched with one hundred other people within thirty seconds. 
you know, that 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 kind of matchmaking is what I think people were after, and I think it's the reason why the game has been so successful. So yeah, pretty much me. There was a patch for Stellaris, it broke a lot of things, so they released another patch and fixed them. <laughs> they just undo all the stuff they added? Uh, well, what happened was uh, the one point they released a patch called 1.6 Adams, which is a follow-up to the recent huge 1.5 patch. Um, and it was designed as a bug fix patch. Uh, what the problem was, was it did fix a number of bugs that then broke a lot of other things. Um, so they had to release another patch, patch 1.6.1, to fix, uh, fix those problems. Nice job, guys. <laughs> Still love you. When are we going to play that? When I've got time, Chris. When I've got time. Uh, I want to play Stellaris with people. It's more fun. Though. I know, I know. You know, there's a post in the forums about an RB Gamer like staff play night. You could throw it into there. I didn't know that. I need to frequent our forums more. <laughs> Same here. Frequent the forums of the site you own? That's crazy talk. I know. Multiplayer sessions. Who's organizing this? Alright. Um, oh, now we want to do... Oh, great. Another server. <sighs> okay. I didn't mean you had to post in it now, my dear. You're kind of doing <laughs> a podcast. Well, anyways, I, that, that, that's basically what I've been doing. I, I, again, it's one of those problems where... Well, not problems, but I'm on night shifts. I don't get a lot oh, of time right. after work, so I have to kind of concentrate my play on the days that I'm off, and I tend to meander around a lot of games. But that's what I've been focusing on. Thank you. So I've been playing Period Cube on the Vita which was pitched to me as a visual novel with RPG elements. And now that I'm playing it, I enjoy the game, but I object to that description greatly because it's there aren't, there aren't really RPG. Well, there are, but they're so minuscule as to be nearly irrelevant. So the premise of this game is is you are a little sister, surprise, and your older brother has gone missing, and you go to his apartment and discover that there is a MMO playing on his computer. And so you make a character for this game, and you are teleported into the mysterious server V, which um, teleports your entire consciousness into the game. And if you die, you die in real life. Oh, look, it's this idea again. <laughs> it's been getting rather popular recently, hasn't it? It's like, it's dot .hack. Yeah, that's that's the joke. I'm man. rather glad you, I'm rather glad you referenced dot .hack and not what the, uh, not what the... Sword Art Online darn, or what? Yeah, what those darn millennials do, which is reference Sword Art Online. <laughs> I know nothing about Sword Art Online other than people... And you're There's better There's a bomb in your VR it. helmet. Yeah. What? Yeah. Wait, what? That's a there's a thing in the helmet they put on. That's what kills them. Okay. I don't know. I this watched is, an episode. This is starting to sound I like I watched 999. the first episode. 
it doesn't matter. So did I. Okay. All right. So, um, the yes, so you're inside of the game. And in order to sort of get out of this server, you have to complete the arc, which is a flying dungeon. Um, and there are three things in the game that will help you do that better. A sword of light, a sword of darkness, and the almighty. And guess what? You are the almighty. Spoilers. Oh. Spoilers! Yeah, like you learned that in five minutes. Not really a spoiler. And so, um, at, based on your initial decisions, which are sort of RPG-based, so, like, you get sort of this combat menu and you can choose between several options. And all, all said and done, you will get sort of three or four of these to begin with. And that will dictate what path, what character path you go down. So it looks like there are six different character paths, and um, and each character path there's seven chapters, and then a good ending and a merry bad ending. And it is actually called Merry Bad. I don't know if that's a translation error or like a, a pun that I don't understand. But the merry bad endings are all very, very bad. They usually result in people dying. Like, a lot of people dying. Mm. Or, it, at least in some endings, fewer people die. But it's actually really important people that die. But the good endings are great, and they make me feel really happy. So, I have completed... Well, that's good. Yeah, no, it's, it's... The story is really good. I would say... If you have not played a visual novel and you like RPGs and want to try a visual novel, this is not a bad place to start. Because um, you are playing and the whole story is set in this MMO world. So if you play RPGs and MMORPGs, it will feel sort of very familiar to you. And so, yeah, I finished three paths so far. And I do appreciate that all of the paths feel very different. Because that's kind of been my complaint about um, certain previous visual novel games is it's like they're all they all kind of feel samey. And I also like this because they play a little bit on tropes, um, but they kind of very quickly get away from it. So there is one guy who role plays his character way too hard. Which is hilarious. But they kind of get away from that stereotype very quickly, which is nice. Um, and then there is a guy who is playing a girl character and taking advantage of everybody because they play a cute girl character. But it turns out that there's like an actual sort of story behind that and sort of exploring it has been really interesting. So I'm definitely I'm probably going to go for for all six of the paths, but We'll see how I feel after I finish this one. Because this one's totally different from the other ones that I've done. So, what have you been playing, Chris? I don't know. I'm messing with our Discord server now. That's, uh... <laughs> <sighs> All right. Then let's talk about Persona I've 5. I've been playing Persona 5 with you. Yes. We finished it. Yes. So, I guess this can be our Persona 5 block. Woo! So, has anybody else been playing Persona 5? Uh, yes. At the very least, okay. I did finish the first dungeon. Yay! Like properly. Yay! I just just got through Futaba's dungeon. Oh, that's a fun one. Did you did you send her the calling card and everything? 
Yeah, yeah. No, I've I finished it. She's okay. a social link now, but I'm angry because I didn't realize I had to have a high kindness in order to start working on it. Yep. So at this point at this point in the game, you are going to very quickly start running into social links that require high levels of stats. So if you have been neglecting them, you are going to have to start working on them now. Yeah, I mean, my guts, knowledge, and proficiency is at four. My charm and kindness is only at three. Okay. So I've been so here's utilizing... The nice thing is, um, have you started the social link with the kid in the arcade? Yes. Hanging out with him gets you kindness. Yes. And I've been utilizing the fortune tower to get bonuses, Good. even though that is quite expensive yeah but money's not super hard to come by in that game I it's have also now. confusing <laughs> what sort of bonuses you're actually getting from yeah that. that is very true like it, to the stats at least i understand the relationship ones but no. yeah so yeah i mean i do appreciate that you stat up naturally just by doing other social links that's yeah that that's nice cool. so but yeah we beat the game <sighs> we have our life back, Chris. Yay. Yay. You sound sad. <laughs> I am sad. Now we have no more Persona 5 to play. I'm sorry. Let's start over. You put it in the case and put the case downstairs <laughs> to make sure that we would not do that. Because right. both of us were kind of like, you know, we could play this again and get all the social links. and We did all and, but two. Yeah. <laughs> so we missed Haru and Iwai. Um... But yeah, overall, I think we did a pretty good job in, in I think getting so our too. social links done. Yeah. Which meant, of course, that the waifu discussion um, went in Chris's favor. Because we didn't have enough time to woo Haru, so instead uh, we wooed You already him. made me say no to the one I wanted, so... You pfft. wanted Futaba! And I wanted Makoto. N no, you didn't. Mm -hmm. You were on me about Futaba the whole time. I don't remember anymore. Yeah, you wanted Futaba. Maybe I wanted both. Okay. Well, Makoto never even came up in conversation. It did. Um, no. Anyways. I mean, we could play again and... and no, no, we're good. No, we're good. <laughs> All right, let's move on. So it took us, like, what, 118 hours to finish the game? Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm sitting at 50 right now, or 50 or 60. So, so I, I need to know, Persona 4 had a sequence of events to where yes. if you didn't play Multiple through times. it very... Okay. What? <laughs> well, well, <laughs> what are we talking about anymore? Um, I, I needed to know... Okay, so for Persona 4 had a sequence of events that you had to play out very carefully or the game ended right there. Yeah. Does this game do that? Uh, in times. theory, but we didn't have any issues. Yeah, and I, and I, are you sure that it actually matters all yes. each time? Yes. Oh, you've checked on this. I looked it up after we did each one. Oh, really? Yeah. And oh, okay. We, because in Persona Four, it mind screws you, and that it really wants you to go in one direction, and you're not supposed to. No, the I I will appreciate that Persona Five does put you in the same sort of dilemmas what? but they are much nothing better hard with persona 5's ending choices what do you talk or persona 4's ending choices um 
Yeah, I got game over like multiple times. I had to look up what the proper sequence of answers. It's just because you couldn't figure out oh. who was the problem. Anyway. No. It, okay. It's a. No. It's like what a ten-year-old game now, so we can know. spoil Persona Four. They want you to throw the guy into the TV, and yeah. you have to stop them. Yeah. Yes. Don't do that. But I mean, bad. it took me a long time to realize that that was the right but solution. Because you, it, but it you could figure out like he the wasn't right the thing. criminal like a billion years earlier. Um, You've no. already known that. I had no idea. Okay. Well, all right. See, I was I was following a guide, and um, I you know I kind of read through the guide, and it said, "Yeah, just do this," and seeing this, seeing how it played out, it's like. How would anybody know to do that without playing through the guide? Well, I mean, here's the other thing is when you do those things that get you a bad ending, they you get the bad ending pretty quick, right? Yeah, but... So you just go back and make a different choice. <laughs> it's not that easy. Okay. It is, it is a series of choices in a row, and you can mess up at multiple stages. Okay. Anyways. It's not that bad. We will agree to disagree on this point. No, there's n this mm. is not a subjective thing. We can actually figure this out. I'm with Anna on this one. I don't think that the Persona 4 one was very intuitive. All right. and the Persona the, 5 uh, ones are much better. The ending one, even less so, because yeah, you okay. had to, like... Now, hold on a second. <sighs> Persona 5, there's two things you could do wrong. One of the ending that Anna referring to is just missing your deadline. <laughs> just dumb. That's not a... You weren't going to get tricked by that. So, okay. One is the one that we realized was the choice you're making. The other one's really dumb. You're not going to do that bad. So, whatever. Okay, anyway. What are we talking about? <laughs> we annoyed Chris, Anna. <laughs> she she went away. Oh. Blown her nose, so you can't hear it. Hey. Well, I just—I was just curious because I wanted to see if there was going to be like any telegraph to that or. Oh, anything. you are going to notice. <laughs> I don't think you're going to make any mistakes here. It's pretty easy. Okay. Uh, on a lighter note, uh, Futaba is essentially me in video game form. Oh yeah. She she pretty much wears the same clothes and. Hmm. I have, I mean, I don't have long hair, red hair, but I've got the glasses, and yeah, I love that character. Yeah, she's pretty good. She, she's who we got with, so, you know, we like her. That and her referring to going to buy a video game as a side quest, that's how I refer to things. She leveled up. It <laughs> <sighs> was fun. Oh, Persona 5. It's a good game. <sighs> I really I hope they do a Persona about it, though. <laughs> it's like it took us so long. It's like, oh, I want to go to bed now. <laughs> I I, uh, I really do hope they do a Persona Five Golden on the Switch. I think That'd they've already. Me... I think they've already teased it, haven't they? I don't know. Have they? I thought they had. I've seen other people talk about it. Like I will as a as a as a as like a, a you know a sort of fairly often repeated rumor sort of thing. 
I will happily spend sixty dollars on that again to play it portably. <laughs> Even more so if they do a collector's edition again. <laughs> I want a I want a Morgana cat form plush. Yes, that too. He makes a very adorable kitty cat. Except when he got all pissy. Yeah. And ran off. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at in the game right now. I don't. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm trying not to say anything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I need, still need to play it more. That's all right. Uh, well, I think we're ready to get into the news. Anna Maria, are you coming back? Oh, no. Which one of them? Oh, man. Huh? They were really ingenious about it. Where'd they hide it? Well, one of our cats ate the food, threw up in the food bowl, and then put their blanket on top of the food bowl. <laughs> No oh. one will check here. It's <laughs> under a blanket now. <laughs> oh, man. Beep, 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 Cat vomits in the living room. Oh, that's not the news? Okay. All right. <laughs> Thank goodness it's not. All right. Oh, what are we doing? Uh, oh, Dragon Quest Heroes 2. He's getting a whole month of free updates. No, you're not allowed doing that. That's why you're not allowed streaming just the music. Oh, sorry. Okay. So, um, here is what you're getting. So May fourth, which has already passed. We're we're actually halfway through these. Oh my gosh. Uh, May fourth. All the DLCs. There was episode Maribel and Ruff, as well as episode Tornico. Uh, May eleventh, which has also passed. Um, you got episode Carver and Terry as well as episode Mina and Maya. You got a boss map, Estark, and the quest for the ultimate co-op spell, Kazapple. Um, coming this week uh -huh. is episode Jessica and Angelo, episode Elena and Kirill, and new characters for multiplayer mode, Lucius, Aurora, Bianca, and Nira. Mm -hmm. May 25th, you will get a second set of additional characters from multiplayer mode. Doric, Yangus, Isla, and Sorrow. Mm -hmm. And a special mop, mass, special boss map. Not moss map. The Dragon Lord. Um, and then June 1st kicks off the Monster Metal Battle. Play online multiplayer competitively against players from around the world. All I want to know are, are there any monstrous pits? No, you do not get to participate in Murray's monstrous pits. This sucks. Murray's monstrous pits. So I don't see how to pick up this uh, DLC on the web store. I guess you have to own the game to see the DLC for yeah. this game. It's, it's weird how games are different. Sometimes you see the DLCs, sometimes you can't. I think because it's a PS4 NPC, maybe. Okay. What does that matter, though? Because um, you can't get the DLC on PS on the PC without owning the game. Oh, okay. So maybe they gated it the same way for PS4? Hmm. Is it stay free, or is there a time limit? I am not certain. Okay. Maybe it's just a patch. Alice pounds her keyboard. Sorry. <laughs> All right. 
Well. Uh, with that news, we can move on to Secret World Legends. So That's right. Everyone <laughs> remembers Secret World? Chris and I That's watched still a game? A trailer of they this. They remade it. Um, early as this like morning. a Diablo style game, apparently. And so this is fascinating because they, they do sort of like this two minute blurby buildup where they do like the talking heads. It's like, and all of the talking points the talking heads had were like all of the talking points that they originally gave us when they introduced Secret World back at like PAX in like 2009. So yeah, this is going from an MMORPG to an MORPG. So it's kind of going to be like a, it sounds like it's going to be a Diablo-esque game because the way that they describe it is there is going to be a hub city and then you go out into the world and explore. But unlike, say, Guild Wars or Diablo, this is not a buy-to-play game. This is a free-to-play game. Mm -hmm. So I don't really understand how they're going to, how they're going to fund this uh cosmetic items i don't know experience potions yeah um, i i mean this pet. sounds okay but i think i would have to see i think kelly knows yeah path of exile is a diablo style game that is free to play and oh, okay. they're pretty much funded by microtransactions of like cosmetic items and stuff like that and path of exile is pretty yeah, successful but Path of Exile is also good. But this this one can't be good? Secret World itself was not that great. Oh, you didn't even play it. Yes, I did. When? When it first came out. No. For like six months. You did? Yeah. You played Secret World? Yeah. When? Where? Uh, oh. Here? I mean, no, not here. Did, no, no. This, this was like, I think this was the year before we got married. Oh. So, I mean, are they completely redoing the game from the ground up into a Diablo yeah. clone, or are they it just? Looks yeah, like okay. no, yeah. And we are presuming it's a Diablo clone. I think. Yeah, there's I some mean, presumptions they, they really haven't it. clarified. It, the battle system does not look Diablo. It looks more Guild Wars in that it's an MMO that you play with a small party. Yeah, I, we need to know more. Yeah. So I guess we'll look forward to hearing more because Guild Wars One that is. Um, it will roll out June twenty sixth. Mm-hmm. So they announced it, and it's, like, coming in six weeks. Okay. We'll hey. See. Hey, you know what's fun? What's fun? Divinity Original Sin 2. Um, they met their stretch goal a while ago to um, do a GM mode in their game, and they were showing it off this week. And, and you're like, oh, who cares? Wizards of the Coast already has their own game that you could do a GM mode in. Well, they showed it off by taking the game to Wizards of the Coast and playing through a D&D campaign with it. So... <laughs> To the point where it's going to ship with a D&D starter campaign as a demo campaign for the GM mode. Like, what? What's going on here? So they showed... There's a whole video. You can see it on our site um, or on their YouTube. you got a full GM mode capability in Divinity Original Sin 2. You can make monsters. You can change their stats, change their inventory. You can take control of them and fight against your player characters. Um, you can do story setups. You can import maps and everything. It looks like a fully featured GM mode. Um, I cannot confirm the presence of on-fire horse corpses like you can in uh, Storm Coast Legends, but um, here's hoping because you can certainly put fire on the ground, and I'm assuming if you find those assets, we'll be set. So, uh, yeah, it'll be good. That's, uh, well, I don't know if it'll be good. It looks cool. So, 
Uh, the game's coming out later this year in its full glory. It's still in early access because it's still in development. So we'll see uh, see how that turns out. You gonna play with me, Anna? Mm. No. 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 All right. <sighs> hey, Absolver got a release date. Yeah, that's one that's like a fighting game engine, right? Yep. In your RPG. So you play as prospects, those who have taken a sacred vow to join the Absolvers and fight disharmony in the world. Okay. And basically when you start, you choose um, one of three combat styles and you kind of um, learn more things by going to mentors. And it sounds like none of the mentors are locked to any of the styles. Mm-hmm. So you could have, you know, someone who's a windfall who learns a bunch of you know, quote-unquote cult-ish moves. Ooh, uh, Mirage Leonardo in our chat points out that Dragon Quest Eleven is coming later this year. But what does that matter? Um, um, I think people were talking about what to play after Persona 5. Oh, okay. And Cosmic Star Heroine is really good. Okay, so there you go. That's That's what you should play after Persona 5, okay, Anna? Or are they telling me? I don't know. I'm going to play Cosmic Star Heroin when it comes out on Vita. It's due in like June, July. June, July? Yep. Okay, cool. All right. Um, Absolver is coming out uh, August 29th for PC and PS4. Oh, right. Absolver. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'm just not getting excited for that. I don't really care about the fighting game t- style engine. It just feels like it'd be really slow combat and really well, and finicky. We've played a bunch of MMOs that like get, you know, that do this sort of thing and they're always sort of okay yeah have we yeah what other mmos have you played that have like an actual fighting game engine there there were a bunch of korean mmos oh really yeah i mean i'm talking like a decade ago okay Woo. all right maze of mistralia i was just thinking dungeon fighter online was the one that was springing to mind for me yeah that's a little different that's more of uh, a. That's is. pretty fast pace, I believe, if I recall. That's more of a side-scrolling beat 'em uppy type of thing. I suppose. All right, uh, Mages of Mistralia is coming out this week, so um, they put out a trailer, and so you could go watch the launch trailer. It's gonna be twenty-five bucks, and uh, it you know you get to make spells in the game. That's its hook. So you're mage, you make spells. There's platforming elements. It's an RPG. I don't know how all this is going to work out but uh you can watch the trailer and see what they've shown and then hopefully we'll know soon if it uh turned into something good or not um, it looked what, really cute it does look very cute doesn't it yeah, yeah. anna's not excited for it though no i don't, I don't think know it why looks cute. why not i don't know it's it's not resonating with me but it's a red-headed girl and she's cast crafting spells right okay or is it brown i can't tell all right so Paradox announced that they are going to be publishing Hairbrain's new title. So Hairbrain Schemes. They um, made the Shadowrun return games that correct. I like. Correct. Um, and this is Battletech. Yeah. So Battletech. Mecha Combat. Was like a 1980s tabletop RPG series. Um, and this particular one was designed by the, by like Hairbrain Schemes founder, Jordan Weisman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this got kickstarted yeah, I backed last it. year. And it's going to come out, air quotes, sometime this year. And so Paradox will be their, their publishing support. The game is 
bragging about both an extensive story campaign and multiplayer PvP. Yay. <laughs> so, um, it's, yeah, it looks... Alice, you should be into this. Look at all these mechas. <laughs> well, I mean, I've always been a fan of, um, like, Eastern designs over Western ones, but that didn't uh, stop me from... Okay. That didn't stop me from uh, playing uh, MechWarrior Online, which is based on the same IP. Oh, is it? Okay. Well, yeah. Okay. Battletech. Right. Battletech I... equals MechWarrior. Oh, Remember right. those, game, no, those I... games from the 90s? I can't keep all this straight. Listen, all I know is there's no Eurobeat dodging of missiles in this game, and that does disappoint me a little bit. But, you know, just because I've decided that every game needs Euro Eurobeat missile dodging. So, nobody cares. Alice, you don't agree with me? Well, I mean, not everything needs it, Chris. Oh, come on! I do admit that a lot of things... I do things a lot of things would be improved if you just added Eurobeat. Yeah. That I agree with. Fine. I'll take it. <laughs> so we had lots of reviews this week. Ooh. What like what? Uh Dragon Sinker? Dragon Sinker? Yes. That sounds made up. No, it's a Chemco RPG. Oh, okay. So it was made up. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's for three DS. Burn. Um, uh, two and a half out of five. Oh, it has cute sprite graphics. Yeah. So we have a Jean Dark retro review. I hear that game's amazing. I've never played it. Me either, and I kind of want to. I think the dilemma is that it was never put on PSN. So unless you have a UMD to rip, it would be hard to play. But if or I'm wrong, someone a... please correct me on the forums. Or just have a regular ass PSP with a UMD reader. <laughs> Screw that. <laughs> PSP go or bust. Um, so we also had a review on Toho Double Focus. Yeah, what is this one? Um, this is the PS4 one that came out. Um, um, by this is a side-scrolling RPG? Yeah, um, it's a Metroidvania. <laughs> okay. With Toho characters. Yes. All right. Alice, <laughs> you played this? I don't play, like, every Toho game that comes out. There's, like, too checking. many of them. I'm just checking. Yeah, I know. But this is one of the few that's in English, so... I just like that one of the pluses is has Toho characters. And one of the minuses is excuse, excuse of, of a, a plot. plot. <laughs> I mean, I mean, a Toho game, excuse plot. I mean, that's pretty much all of them, including the official ones, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> We also have an official review for Trails in the Sky the Third. Yay! And, uh, yeah, it, it's, let me guess. RP Gamer liked Trails in the Sky the Third. Three and a half out of five. What? Only three and a half. Um, What's up with that crap? Yeah. We're we supposed to rank these like six out of five. To, you need to read the review because oh, yeah? he does go into depth as to why oh, it's Adrian. Yep. Okay. As as to his his criticisms oh it's a very different game. game than the first two. it is okay. yeah i know it is all right um and then we have an interview with dot emu dot emu oh michael did it cool yes. um let's see and so one of the one in one of the things in particular they're going to be doing um is ease origin 
uh, for PS4 and Vita. Hmm. I thought that was out already. Uh, n- no. Yeah, I mean, I thought... on other platforms, but all right. Oh, right. It's coming out. So it's out on PS4 and coming out on Vita. But .emu mm. also does like a bunch of like PC ports and like old games to new games. Uh, hold on, Anna. Are you sure about that? It's coming to Vita. I don't. I think you're making stuff up. Um, it's in the interview. I'm looking at the interview, and they're just talking about how it came out for. <sighs> oh yeah. All right. You're right. See, I never should doubt Anna. You know that. So they're reusing. We are really excited for the Vita version that's still on the way. Yeah, no, you're right. Is it on track? I I already acknowledge that you're right. You're right. You're always right. I should probably pre-order that. I need to put it in my Hold on. What does Kelly want to say? Sorry, the limited run games is going to be doing uh, physical releases. Oh. Because I had signed up for limited run games just to keep in track or keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Well, what else have they've got going on? Um, they ported some Final Fantasy games to PC. Dot mm. Emu did? Yeah. Dot huh. Emu's also, aren't they the ones doing the um, the Windjammers? The yeah. The Windjammers game? Yeah. yeah. That's not relevant to us, but that's cool. So yeah, read the interview. Yeah, go read it. Um, what are you waiting for? Go short read it. Pieces of news. Mm-hmm. Um, Ever Oasis is starting to really ramp up um, its sort of media presence. So, getting lots of uh, trailers and screenshots and news and uh, dev diaries. Um, Trails of Cold Steel 3 now has a Japanese release date, um, which is September 28th, 2017. This is Cold so Steel, not Trails in the Sky. Trails of Cold Steel 3. Yeah. No idea if it's coming out in North America. Yeah, there's characters returning from previous games and other in the Legend of Heroes series, not from Trails of Cold Steel. So, like, um, two characters from Trails in the Sky show up, Tita and Agate, or Agate, I don't know how to pronounce it. And um, who else? And then a new character, another character is G. Schmidt, but he was in the previous Trails of Cold Steel game, so I don't know what's up with that, so seems reasonable that a trails of cold steel character would be showing up so there you go um so nintendo of america this is good tweeted something really weird this morning so they do every few days these um fire emblem heroes character profiles and they did one today for ike ike the young mercenary appears in fire emblem echoes path of radiance that's not a game that is not a game there's fire emblem echoes of valentia and there's fire emblem path of radiance fire emblem echoes shadows of valentia and there's also um dawn of radiance is the other one right yes but radiant dawn radiant dawn emblem echoes path of radiance now in nintendo's air quote defense the last profile that they did was a fire emblem echoes character so i think they just probably just a stupid typo but of course it's made everybody go crazy about like this crossover game, <laughs> about this like Fire oh. Emblem Echoes. Oh, so are they remaking Path of Radiance on the Switch? Oh, that would be awesome because that would be the thing, right? Is these Echo games would be remakes of some of the older titles? Yeah. Okay. Or they could just be putting Ike and Echoes as a DLC character or something. But they said Fire Emblem Echoes Path of Radiance. No, I like Ayana's idea. HD remakes are now all Echoes. Yeah. But the next... I don't know what... 
I want a new original, fully original Fire Emblem game for Switch. All right. Let's not port an old thing. Let's do something new with new ideas. All right. No? Can we do both? How about Summon Night 6, Anna? Yeah, so someone asked on the Gaijin Works forums if May 23rd was definitely the release date. And uh, no, it's definitely not. Um, turns out that the build that got submitted to um, Sony had like major issues, like missing content. Oh. And so they are going back to the drawing board and they have no idea when it's going to come out. Uh and then we have another story about a delay in Europe that wasn't actually a delay in Europe. Yeah, so... I don't know where that went. Um, Did we pull it off our index or something? I think so. Oh, okay. So here was the deal. is uh, Caligula Effect ah, was yeah. supposed to come out this week on Tuesday, which was the 9th. So it came mm -hmm. out in North America on the 2nd. was due to come out in Europe on the 9th. Late Monday evening, Atlas tweeted, Hey, guys. The Caligula effect in Europe is delayed indefinitely. When we have more news, we'll tell you. And people were upset because... No. Like, yeah. It was supposed to be out in like six or seven hours. And then less than 24 hours later, they were like, Hey, guys, we got the problem solved. Caligula effect is out in Europe now. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, here's the tweet. Uh, please see the note below. Oh, which is a screenshot of their Facebook, Facebook page. That's just weird. And then they're like, all right, done, fixed. <laughs> the delay's been short-lived. <laughs> One day later, it's available. <laughs> Less than 24 hours So later. Sony screwed something up, and they didn't know when they were going to fix it, I bet. Right. Yeah. I'm just amused that there's people in Europe clamoring to play Caligula Effect. <laughs> so, yeah. That's kind of the news for the week. We have feedback. Chris. Oh, okay. What are we doing? Feedback. Okay. Oh, I should read it. Lord Golbez, right? What was our question? Um, E3 predictions. Also helped me to fire emblem, but I don't think anyone helped me to fire emblem. <laughs> Uh, E3 predictions. Lord Golbez writes in, I don't really have anything to say about the question. I never have E3 predictions. Sometimes I have E3 hopes. But Persona 5 just came out, so I don't have a hope for a Persona 6 reveal just yet. Suikoden 6 is never happening, so I don't have any hope there. Final Fantasy 16 also won't be announced, and even if it is, I'm nearly over that series at this point. I won't get excited about an announcement. Ace Attorney 6 just came out last year, so no real hope there. Maybe there will be some interesting announcements of new games, but nothing I can expect or hope for. I guess I said a lot for having nothing to say, but none of this is actual predictions. <laughs> Thanks, Lord Columbus. <laughs> Shaman says, I'll give my standard yearly E3 prediction with a twist. Now that it's been proven a console doesn't have to appear at E3 to be successful, this will be the last year for the show. Victor says, my completely unfounded E3 prediction is that some mobile title will become a spotlight stealer. I don't know if mobile games normally appear at E3. If oh, they yeah. don't, some mobile title will be announced or released outside of E3 and steal the spotlight anyway. I think that would be awesome. Ooh. And terrible, because it would be a free-to-play RPG, don't you think, Anna? Mm. Oh, I guess if it's, if it's really going to steal the spotlight, it would be amazing. Mm. We'll see. Scarp says, I'm terrible at E3 predictions, but because I'm much more in tune with Tokyo Gaming Show. But here goes. Square Enix announces they are localizing Dragon Quest XI for the West, but only on PS4 and Switch. 
Sony gets off its lazy button and announces PS1 and PSP backward compatibility lists for the or backwards compatibility for the PS4. Maybe Sony will dig in the archives and reboot Ark the Lad as an open world game in the vein of Horizon and Breath of the Wild. Um, Microsoft announces a new shooter's. Uh, sorry, I fell asleep just tightening that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they're a big Microsoft fan, Anna. <laughs> Joshua? No, not so much. Over on Twitter, Andy Scout said uh, Nino Kuni 2 release date, Horizon Zero Dawn expansion of some kind. And uh, Vita 2 Electric Boogaloo. So he's hoping for the Vita 2, which I'm kind of hoping for too. Ranger Station said, I'll be interested to see if there are expansion plans for 15, or Final Fantasy 15, especially after recent sales numbers. And uh, Jay Scarp said, if you're talking hopes, I'd love to see a Vita successor. Vita successor would be cool, but uh, don't count on it. And we got a voicemail. You ready for your voicemail, Anna? Yep. It's mostly to you. Okay. This is Draconis. I'm curious, since uh, Paul has mentioned Fall Fantasy Record Keeper, has she tried either uh, Mobius Final Fantasy or Final Fantasy XV also? Later. So, since you've tried uh, Final Fantasy Record Keeper in the past, obviously, played a lot of it, they want to know if mm-hmm. you've pli- tried Final Fantasy XV or Final Fantasy Mobius. All right, so... <laughs> I played a little bit of Brave Exvius and didn't particularly enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, I played a fair bit of Mobius, but I fell out of it because they weren't um, updating the main storyline very frequently. And so I think I finished like the two or three chapters that it initially came with. And then there was like this huge four month period where they didn't add any more story and I got bored waiting. And I just never went back. I should go back because I actually did enjoy playing it. Okay. I only played like a little bit of Mobius on Steam just because it was free. And it looked really interesting, but I don't know. It's like I really only have time to play one of these. Same with the Brave Exvius one. I, pl- I dabbled in it. It was fine, but... I also only have time to play one of these, and that one of these is Fire Emblem right now. <laughs> the Fire Emblem Heroes. I feel uh, like I got bored with Fire Emblem Heroes after about. So you're back a to week. Record Keeper then? Oh yeah. Okay. Is that going to be the 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 game that takes uh, E3 by storm? Anna is Mobius expansion or something? Uh, no, probably not. I don't think so. All right. What's our question of the week for folks? I don't know. Oh, Mo- Noodle in the chat wants you to know that uh, she predicts Kirby R- RPGs. <laughs> she predicts Kirby RPGs every year. Yeah, she'll be right sometime. <laughs> one day she'll one day. be right. She'll get it. All right, so what are we doing for question of the week? We don't have one? All right. Maybe uh, what game toys you'd want to bring back from Japan if you could go. Oh, that's a good one. We didn't even talk about that on the show, but uh, people were talking about stuff yes, they've brought back from Japan in the past. Yes, well, we yes, were. We did. We talked about Rapide. Did we? Yeah. On the show? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah oh. That was on the show, Chris. Uh, it's been a long time. I'm wow, that's short-term memory loss Yeah, there. an hour. I don't know what's going on. What game toys would you bring back from Japan? Yeah. Like... A.K.A. how many Okami plushies can you fit into a suitcase? <laughs> All right. So uh, f- 
new releases for the week. Here you go. Here's your re- RPGs for the week. Fire Emblem Echo Shadows of Valentia on Yay! the 3DS. Everyone will buy a copy and the season pass and they'll have no more monies left. And the Amiibos. And the Amiibos. So way to spend like so 120 bucks on Fire Emblem. So I think we finally figured out our dilemma in terms of Fire Emblem Echoes. Oh, yeah? Yeah, you're going to play it. Yeah. And? and then I will play it later. No, I want it digitally. You should play it too. You why? Play it. Why do you want it digitally? Because I like my 3DS games digitally, mostly. Oh. <laughs> but we're already getting a physical copy. I don't want to have to ever. Cheaper. Yeah, and. Oh well, then I guess we're both getting a copy. Well, I mean, why wouldn't you play it? Because I'm playing all my Vita games, and in fact, I'm playing another one. That's well, this is a be new game, and we week. can both talk about it. Remember last year how when we both played Fire Emblem that one week, and it was great, and, and mostly because you didn't realize I was playing it. It was great. Jerk. We should do that again, only now you'll know we're playing. Operation Babel, New Tokyo Legacy, out for Windows and Vita, apparently. Um, Akiba's Beat is hitting retail on PSN. That's what I'm going to be playing. That's what you'll be playing yep. instead of Fire Emblem? Yep. Okay. Because that way we have two different games to talk about on the podcast. Seed of the Arcane. Whatever that Episode is. Episode one. It's like a, it's an act- open world action role playing game. It's in early access, but it's coming out of early access, it sounds like, this week. Um, oh, it's not in early access. I'm so sorry. I got confused with another one that is in early access. But uh, yeah, you can go check that out on Steam. I don't know if it's any good. And then Star Crawlers. That's the one that's been in early access for forever. Um, and uh, that's a kind of like a first-person dungeon crawler, like old school style. And it's finally coming out of early access. So I'm actually, I have a copy of it that I must have got through some sort of PR code. So maybe I'll try that out this week. Um, it's only 20 bucks, so it launches on May 16th. See if that's any good. Those are those can be fun, um, as Anna knows, because she just played through a big long one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a this is more of a Western style one than versus your Ray Gigante. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, those are your new releases. I want to know what you're going to be playing. Anna, you'll be playing Archivist Beat. I'll be playing Fire Emblem. Um, Kelly, what will you be playing this week? Uh, more P5, more Zelda, more Yeez, and that's probably going to get put on hold when Fire Emblem comes out. <laughs> All of that? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, not P5. Not P5. But Good. the two portable Nothing ones. Correct answers. Nothing stock Persona 5. Alice, what about you this week? What are you playing? Um, Probably fairly similar to what I've been playing right now. I'm on Night Shifts this week, so... So more player unknowns, battlegrounds, matches, fantasy yeah. online to football manager for reasons you, even you don't understand, and Stellaris. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll all play Stellaris. That'd be amazing. No, because you're on night shift, you'll have no time. Wait, yeah, if you're on the... night shift, doesn't that mean you have time when I'm actually awake? Yeah, but it's it's basically uh, the night shift is twelve hours long. I need oh. time to sleep. Darn it. <laughs> that sucks. That's... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's that that's the uh, the sticking point. I think you'll find. All right, so I want you all to write write in if you're at home. Um, you can send an email at podcast@rpgamer.com and tell us about uh, what game toys you'd bring back from Japan. Or if you want to keep going with the E3 predictions, don't let me stop you. I would also love your opinions on how to properly fire emblem. So those are some discussion topics for you. You can also post in the forums forums.rpgamer.com. Go to latest updates. You'll find the show thread in there, and uh, also six zero eight seven two nine four zero nine eight. Send us your voicemail. We'll play it right here on the show like we did with Draconis today. So thanks, everybody, for watching. We'll catch you next week. Anything special that people need to know, Anna? Mm, Not that I can talk about Like and subscribe 
on all the things. <laughs> Whatever no, that means. No, no. No? <laughs> yeah. That is a terrible trap. Don't like do and subscribe. That. Like and subscribe. Everybody, like and subscribe. Like and subscribe to um, Persona 5. Oh, I, I just need to throw something in. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Until then, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, every week at twitch.tv slash rpgamer. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. I'm going to go beat him now. Thank you.